0: Welcome back to another episode of Stand on Guard. I'm your host, David Creighton. You're watching the Creighton's Right channel. And thanks for joining us again today on this weekend. Guess what's coming up on Monday. It's an important vote on the carbon tax. And I'll be back in a few moments to try to explain what's actually going on here. So we are in a very precarious position in this country. We need political change but we also need to resolve to resist before i go any further please like this station like this program ring the bell subscribe but most of all if you can if you can like things right now we can beat that youtube algorithm which you're always trying to beat because it keeps you constrained sometimes by the way i want to thank everybody we have hit the ten thousand subscriber mark last night and it's certainly something to celebrate thank you so much for your support in every way and we started off not knowing whether we could make this station viable but i always knew we could i think and and i just want to thank so many people who have come forward and and who are always there to complement the station and what we're doing and we're going to continue to do that we got a lot of material to go through today i think this is important because as you know there's going to be a vote on extending They're actually axing the carbon tax. You know, Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, initiated what he called a pause, a three-year pause, but only on home heating oil, which largely affects the Maritimes, Atlantic Canada, 95%. And it was really put in place to appease all of those liberal MPs from that part of the country who are afraid of losing their seats because their constituents are saying, we can't survive anymore with the carbon tax, eating so much of our paychecks away. So let's watch what conservative leader Pierre Polyev is doing here. And I think this is very significant.
1: the The Prime Minister paused the pain of the carbon tax for only some people the liberal rural affairs minister said well other people should have elected liberal mps if they wanted to be able to afford heating their home or feeding their kids the anti-caucus was vocal with what they've heard from their constituents and uh, perhaps they need to elect more liberals on the prairies so that we can have that conversation as well the prime minister has not denounced that viewpoint in fact he's doubling down on punishing people elsewhere But Liberal MPs in Sudbury, Thunder Bay, North Bay, Sault Ste. Marie, they have starving constituents who are worried about the heat going out as well. Will they have a free vote on my motion to keep the heat on and take the tax off for everyone this Monday?
0: Okay, so there will be a vote on Monday. It's not clear at all whether it's going to be free for the Liberals. (laughs) It's going to be We know that the conservatives and the NDP are going to be supporting the axe, the tax on this, which we were very surprised the NDP moved on this. No idea what what the block position is. They're usually very pro-carbon tax because they honestly seem to believe it's having some impact on global gas emissions, although we know. It really isn't. People are still consuming the same amount of gasoline, still heating their homes because they have to. It just costs more. So it won't be a non-confidence vote. It won't be a confidence mo- motion or confidence vote, meaning it cannot turn out to be a non-confidence vote for the, against the government. It, so even though they lose the vote, if they lose the vote, if enough members side with the Conservatives, it will not mean the end or the dissolution of this Parliament and this Liberal government because it's not a confidence measure. That doesn't mean it's not going to be one hell of an embarrassment for Justin Trudeau as things continue. And as the NDP begins to become disentangled from this unholy alliance with the Liberals, as they begin to look themselves in the mirror and say how can we continue to prop up this corrupt authoritarian regime if we expect to survive the next election so lots going on here let's watch a little more of this justin trudeau
1: now says that he will pause the liberal carbon tax for some people in some places but people like you in thunder bay don't get the break this winter instead he'll quadruple the tax on your fuel and food I'm Pierre Polyev, Common Sense Conservative leader, asking you to call your local Liberal MP and ask them to vote for my motion this Monday to take the tax off so you can keep the heat on. Brought to you by Pierre Polyev and the Common Sense Conservatives.
0: So let's see how that's doing. Look at the polling results here. and This is in Thunder Bay. It's the Liberal riding. Conservatives are way ahead. And that's no surprise because people are getting cold and the carbon tax is keeping them cold. And there's no real solution except to axe tax. Putting a pause on things isn't going to help anybody in the long run.
2: The Right Honorable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker. As a government, we are phasing out the use of coal because it is dirty and bad for the environment. We are now moving on phasing out home heating oil because it is dirtier, more expensive and uh, is disproportionately relied upon by lower-income Canadians who do not have other choices. Over over half a million Ontarians, Mr. Speaker, heat their homes with home heating oil. This program and this approach will not just give them a break, but in working with the government of Ontario, we'll deliver heat pumps uh, for Canadians right across the country. I invite Saskatchewan to work with us as well. We need to get Canadians off home heating oil. That's what we're going to do.
0: So that... All right, so... This apparently has something to do with weaning people off home heating oil. You reduce the cost, and people are going to be using less of it. Of course, this is all nonsense. And Trudeau suggesting that it's not just about Atlanta Canada. It's about all Canadians. Now, technically, yes, home heating oil users in British Columbia or Manitoba, yes, they can they can get the... the uh, pause as well. But it's really aimed at those liberal writings in Atlanta Canada. And anybody with a bit of common sense or political sense can see how cynical a political ploy this is. This is Justin Trudeau at his worst. And of course, but it's all unraveling because he's trying to suggest he's just doing this so people in Atlanta Canada and across Canada can use less home heating oil. Somehow there's a correlation there. It's not clear to anybody who's thinking objectively what that correlation might be. And it's clearly he's desperate. He sees this whole thing unraveling. He's created a domino effect here. Once he puts a pause on home heating oil, people are saying, why don't you put a pause at least on natural gas and propane? What's going on in the rest of the country where we use these resources much more frequently and readily than we do oil? And he doesn't really have an answer for that. So he's dancing. And then, of course, people say, well, we're not going to give you the revenue from your carbon tax. Or we want to axe the tax entirely because it's not making any sense. If it's, good to, if it's good to put it on pause for three years, why isn't it better to just cancel it? Because obviously, if you're that concerned about greenhouse gas emissions, and you think this is going to reduce Canada's carbon footprint because we're headed for some catastrophic climate change disaster in the next five to ten years, obviously you don't believe that because you put a three-year pause on this. So you really don't believe your own propaganda. So it goes on. But here's Trudeau originally announcing
2: this three-year pause. Today, we are announcing a three-year pause. On the federal pollution price on heating oil, piloting in the Atlantic, we're working with provinces to install a free heat pump for people who are making at or below median household income. All
0: right,
2: what does that mean? Free heat pump? Of course,
0: nothing is free. Somebody's going to be. <laughs> it's the taxpayers pay for it. Regardless, but OK, so the people who are going to get their free heat pump, they have to be living below the median income, which is basically the poverty line. And people who are, who are making less than the median income, which is about $30,000 a year per household, not individual per household, probably aren't homeowners and probably won't be looking for a heat pump because they don't have a home to use it in and they won't be using it in their rented apartments. And the heat pumps are a bit of a cruel joke. In fact, they're a massive cruel joke because they don't work in temperatures below but minus 15 degrees Celsius, zero degrees Fahrenheit. They don't work. And most of Canada has to endure temperatures well below the minus 15 degrees Celsius mark throughout much of the winter certainly january and february anyone who lives in canada has lived anywhere except vancouver knows that and it's it's quite it's quite obvious so what's going on with these heat pumps this is all part of this game oh you know we're doing this so people will switch to heat pumps and yeah and then they'll freeze and they'll freeze either way that's really the strategy here whether or not you shut off the power Tell people they can't use fossil fuels or you tell them to use heat pumps, which, by the way, require electricity to operate so they're not carbon neutral. The object here for the liberal government is that people just freeze in the name of climate change fighting, in the name of fighting the good fight, in the name of ideology. That's what this is all about. So a lot of people are upset about this and including Premier Scott Moe in Saskatchewan. Now, Scott Mo is saying, hey, 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 you guys aren't going to exempt people in Saskatchewan who use natural gas and propane. No way. And he's advertising that these heat pumps don't work, that there's no way this is going to work. And it's just, as I said, it's a domino effect. Once Trudeau admitted, the thing is a whole political sham, it's a farce. He really doesn't think that there is any catastrophe coming because of climate change because he's allowed a three-year pause for purely political reasons. People start to say, hey, what about me? What about us? What about my province? What about this this source of fuel? Why isn't that affected? So Premier Scott Moe is saying he's not going to be giving back the revenue for carbon tax to the federal government. He's not going to be collecting it. So that's a significant thing. And what is the Premier of Alberta, Daniel Smith, saying?
2: We're going to have a federal government asserting that they have to have this power so everybody is treated equally. And then they don't treat everyone equally. It seems to me that that's something we should go back to the court and ask them whether or not uh, they want to reconsider whether this is an appropriate use of the federal powers. I would rather this have a political solution. I would rather the federal government accept that if this is a painful tax going into winter for Atlantic Canadians, it's a painful tax going into the winter for everyone. And just make sure that he does the right thing and takes the tax off for all types of home heating in every province.
0: So Alberta is upset rightfully so because they're being told they can't use any they they can't basically use fossil fuels and they don't have hydroelectricity because they don't have the same sources of water as Quebec and Ontario so that's not an option so Alberta is upset about this and of course they are it's more of the domino effect and here's more of that more domino effect just move push a little further westward in Canada to BC. Uh, if in fact, we are going to be the next uh, pilot site.
1: The opposition BC United, skeptical about the federal government's turn here and the promise to give away free heat pumps, saying it's relief now the British Columbians need.
0: I have met with tradespeople, with seniors, with others that are really struggling right now just to get food on
1: their table, and they need relief today. Uh, They don't need, uh, you know, a
2: $20,000 free heat pump.
0: Even Ontario, that requested the meeting
1: about the pension plan, called on the federal government to remove the carbon tax on natural gas.
0: I'll just say this, uh, you know, we're talking about national unity and the Canada pension plan. Uh, This carbon tax is now becoming an issue of national unity.
1: Will there be any further exemptions to the carbon tax on home heating?
0: No. Ah, So we have Ontario largest province in Canada, also pushing back, saying it's time to just end this thing. because, And it's not equitable. Why is Trudeau favoring some people in Canada over others? Why is he favoring some fossil fuels over other fossil fuels? What's going on? This is a sham. And, of course, we get the response from the deputy prime minister there, Christian Freeland, who says, no, 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 we're going to stick to it. No more carve-outs, as Trudeau said, but we're going to stick to this plan, even though the whole thing is imploding and the dominoes continue to fall. And this is becoming a political disaster for the Trudeau government. And I don't think Trudeau saw this coming because he's not a strategic thinker. But I don't think anybody, including Freeland, who's a little brighter than Trudeau, saw this coming. And it's become an outright disaster. So what's happening next? Watch this. The joint statement on the federal carbon tax. We've got five premiers all saying that the carbon tax must end entirely. Forget about your three-way pause. For <clears throat> your three-year pause, forget about just putting it on hold for a while, like some Liberal MPs from Atlanta, Canada have suggested. It's not working. It is not working. So the question
1: as to whether or not his MPs would have a free vote, which begs the question whether his NDP MPs will get a free vote this Saskatchewan NDP has just voted to endorse my motion to give equal tax-free heat for all Canadians that is the position of the NDP in BC Manitoba and Alberta as well now the question is whether the NDP will vote against its cash trap constituents and in favor of the Prime Minister so can the PM tell us was is this vote part of the coalition agreement, or does the NDP have the freedom to vote for
0: their constituents? Well, as we'll hear in a minute, clearly, there was no backroom deal going on here between the liberals and the NDP, like there usually is, because the NDP announced, and we'll hear in a minute, that they will be supporting the conservative motion now it's not clear at this time whether that's this is going to be a whipped or a free vote from any of the parties but it's also clear that the liberal ndp alliance has completely collapsed over this issue and it's probably uh, the sign of things to come as the ndp realizes it cannot continue to survive as an independent party when it's so tied to the Trudeau government and its failures. It's catastrophic failures, one after another. So here's the NDP House Leader, Peter Julian, explaining what the NDP position is. This uh, this is clearly not a confidence motion, but it is clearly an indication to the government that what they need to do is put in supports that help people right across the country. The reality is, uh, we have people who are struggling to make ends meet, to heat their homes over the course of the winter. And and the panic
2: action of last week uh, really needs to be adjusted so that there is supports that go to people right across the country.
0: uh uh-huh. So, we have Peter Julian essentially saying that they're going to break ranks with the Liberals on this. Now, this is very interesting because this doesn't happen very often. Now. There's a lot of people out there saying, saying that this is going to mean the defeat of the Liberal government. And, you know you see it all the time. It's over. It's over for Justin Trudeau. He could well survive this vote. Even if he loses the vote, it's not going to be a confidence measure, a confidence vote, as I've said. So it's not over in any event what happens here. It is highly indicative, though, of the fragile future of this liberal NDP coalition, this fragile coalition, this unofficial alliance between these two parties. It's not exactly a coalition government, but it acts as one. And so it gives Jagmeet Singh the opportunity to pretend he's really not in a coalition government with with the liberals. He's really not propping them up at every turn. He's really still an opposition leader who just happens to be in this sort of de facto alliance with the liberals and Justin Trudeau. So this is going to have to end very, very soon. This is not working for the NDP anymore. So let's have a look at the seat countdown here. Breakup. Liberals have 158 seats, the Conservatives 117, the Block 32, the NDP 25. Okay, and the Green, the Independent and Vacant, really irrelevant to the process here. The Liberals... Let's stay on this for a second. The Liberals stay in power with 158 seats with the NDP's 25. That makes a majority in the House of Commons. Now, the Conservatives... 117 seats with the NDPs, 25 will not make a majority. They need significant block support to make this work for them, to, to make this vote work against the government. And if it does... It won't mean the end of the government, but it's going to be hugely embarrassing for Justin Trudeau. He's lost the vote in the House of Commons. Now, how is the bloc going to vote on this? As I said, they love carbon taxes. They're environmental extremists. But they also hate the fact that Quebec really wasn't included in this three-year pause. They see themselves as being hard done by, as they always do, because they believe in an independent, Quebec, these are a bunch of blockhead separatists who just want to withdraw, get out of Canada. And anytime they feel Quebec is spurned by the federal government, they raise holy hell about it. And watch what they might do on Monday. They might say, Hey, we're gonna vote with the conservatives because Justin Trudeau didn't include Quebec in his deal. And Justin Trudeau has to co- include Quebec every time he makes a deal. So that that could very well be what happens here on Monday. So these are exciting political times. There's no question about that. This is going to be an exciting political day, no matter what the numbers are. But I will tell you right now, don't expect there to be a new government next week or, an, or election to be called next week or, or anytime soon because the liberals will weather this storm in the short term. But they might not necessarily weather it for much longer as the NDP becomes disentangled from its coalition, its informal coalition with the Liberals. And this is all bad news for Justin Trudeau because what he is losing is a grip not only on his cabinet, which you could see there are very few cabinet ministers in the House last week and the week before that. Very few cabinet ministers. In fact, every time a question was leveled at a cabinet minister, about 90% of the time a parliamentary secretary got to their feet, his or her feet, and answered the question because the cabinet minister wasn't there. Now that's a good sign that Trudeau's popularity within the cabinet is softening and his control over the cabinet is weakening. And I think as well, he's losing tremendous caucus support, not just in Atlanta, Canada, but from these Liberal MPs who say, hey, this carbon tax is a hard sell. It's not working. It's not. We can't go into this next election waving the flag of carbon change, uh, sorry, carbon tax, because it's not effective. It's not winnable. It's not saleable. And people are saying, forget it. I'm tired of paying all this extra money. And I don't want this tax to quadruple to 61 cents a liter on every liter of gas at, at the pump. They don't want that. And that's the future for Justin Trudeau. He is going to be on the defensive for however long he remains in power before the next election. And I submit he might lose a grip on his own Party on his own caucus because he is losing their confidence. So, even if the House is unable to show their lack of confidence in Justin Trudeau, I think his own caucus inevitably will do that because they have lost confidence in Justin Trudeau. So, he might be brought down. That still means we've got to replace this liberal government because it is committed to policies, Justin Trudeau being there or not, that are anathema to freedom in good government and economic prosperity in Canada. And this Trudeau government or this liberal government without Trudeau has got to go and it's got to be replaced. But I think we're seeing the beginning of the end with this carbon tax vote on Monday. These are exciting times. These are great times to be a political observer. But they might just give you a hint of optimism after so many things to feel depressed, overwhelmed about because of the catastrophically bad policies of Justin Trudeau and of how he has not led this country in the right direction for a long time. And it's not just that he's not worth the cost, as the conservatives like to say, very inane talking point, stupid election slogan. It's because he's destroying Canada. He's destroying the country as you know it in many, many ways. So I encourage you to watch on Monday. We'll be back Monday to discuss the results of this vote. And once again, I encourage you, please, if you haven't done so already, and I asked you at the beginning, like this this broadcast, subscribe, and please ring that bell. Do whatever you can to make this program and this station success because I want to keep bringing you the news. I want to keep bringing you the news that you're not here again, mainstream media with an analysis. I don't think you always get in this context and I'm happy and I'm very proud to be able to do that. So thank you so much for the support you've given so far. We're going to keep on pushing for change in Canada and remember to resolve to resist, become a part of the stand on guard team subscribe today please support this station and what we're doing because i know it's an important work and thank god we can still do this and we have to beat trudeau's censorship that's one of the primary reasons i'm fighting on this station is to stop the censorship of justin trudeau is promulgating in this country. He's done it with two bills and there's a third one on the way that's even more oner- onerous and more dangerous than the last two. And that's going to be the Online Safety Act, which will fail to define disinformation, but yet make disinformation uh, an offense to be punished. And it's going to be wreak havoc against independent journalism and new media. And for that matter, legacy media as well, and they're not even aware of how bad this legislation is and how imminent it is. So thanks for watching today. I will be back again on Monday to discuss the results of the acts, the tax vote in the House of Commons, and to tell you what it means for you. Thanks so much. I'm David Creighton.